Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio. My best friend Mike Harmon and I live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Late in the third quarter, three minutes left, and it's the Cavaliers, who have just taken an 88-86 lead over the Golden State Warriors, a game that has been back and forth the entire night for the Warriors. Klay Thompson's got 23, Steph Curry's got 20, Kevin Durant's got 16. The Warriors are playing well. The Cavaliers are just playing a little bit better. It's been LeBron and Kyrie Irving, especially Kyrie owning this third quarter so far. J.R. Smith has 12 points, but so far LeBron finally getting something from Kyrie Irving as the Cavaliers take the lead here. But 
for the Cavaliers, it's been like the first 10 quarters, anybody not named LeBron James has stunk. Yep. Stunk out loud. You even had LeBron James say today at the press conference, they asked about his play and 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 matching up against the Warriors, and he said, I think I've been playing pretty well. You know, I'm averaging a triple-double in the NBA Finals. You know, LeBron always feels the need to tell you, you know, here's what I'm doing. Like, nobody else knows that. Like, people are just not even looking at things and asking questions going, yeah, LeBron, how come you're not playing well? I'm, so he feels the need to tell us. That every, you know, I'm playing well. I'm averaging a triple double. Oh no, no, that was that was the reminder. But hey, this, when the, don't hang this on me. <laughs> Even though he was the GM and architect of all of this, and this, I mean, they, they told I, I the Cleveland Brass exactly what they needed to do in terms of filling out the roster ahead of the season. I'm averaging a triple double. You can't blame me. This is not my fault. But he's right. If you want to blame anybody, he's going to get the blame if they lose the series, obviously because he's LeBron James, but his supporting cast has been awful. Awful up until the beginning of the third quarter tonight. Kyrie Irving's just hit another three. Now make it 94-87, Cleveland with the lead late in the third quarter. Finally, Kyrie Irving's decided, hey, I'm showing up. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, this is what LeBron wanted me to do. Well, LeBron's not getting the blame. Don't you know that on hopscotch, <laughs> hot take hopscotch that we've designed here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we've moved on past that narrative. It's got nothing to do with LeBron. KD is the story, right? He's better than LeBron. Isn't mm-hmm. that what we've been told? Yeah. So it's already past LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's not on him anymore. <laughs> it's just not. There's no credit. Nothing. If it goes badly, look, he's got his <laughs> stats. He told you. He told you I'm averaging a triple double. Get off my back, man! Well, and then look at the—I was waiting for him to hold up pictures of the rest of his teammates. Have you seen this guy? No. Have you seen this guy? No. And just go all the way down the roster. Yeah, you're not going to see much of that. Uh, hey, you know, after two games, we need a hot take. Uh, you know, how about Kevin Durant's better than LeBron James? Uh, you're not seeing that tonight. You're not seeing that. Where's everybody that said that after two games? Now you got to say Kevin Durant's better than LeBron. Oh, my God. Really? No, that's what I mean. You oh have my to hopscotch really? off of that. That's where you got to get to the next number. Relax. So you got to scramble the numbers as to where you have to hop to in our game because that take is, is scalding and it's like <laughs> melting and there's lava and you're sinking right now because it's not working. <laughs> LeBron's got 32. He's plus 17. Kevin Durant's having a nice game. He's 17, 5, and 2. But, yeah, you're going to start. So I want everybody that threw that out there, that stood on that soapbox two days ago, just because I need something inflammatory to say after Game 2 of the NBA Finals because I can't come up with something else that's maybe just as hard-hitting, just as opinionated and salient. So I'm going to say now, hey, how about KD's better than LeBron? Yeah, I'm sorry, because he's had two better two games ago. LeBron James was the best player in the world. Well, you know, in not, history. We're not even talking about Kevin In history, Michael Durant. Jordan didn't count. No, we're not even talking about Kevin Durant. And they tried to actually make Kevin Durant a villain. That was the fun thing. Like, all of a sudden, no. Remember in the summer, it wasn't about, this is evil Kevin Durant, Jordan yeah. the Rich. This was, what's wrong with Russell Westbrook? It was all on him. It had nothing to do with Kevin Durant, how good he was as a player. And he's like, oh, good player, goes and joins Golden State. Eh, we've seen it. We moved on. But Russell Westbrook, look at James Harden had to go away, and Kevin Durant had to go away. He's minus 11 for the game right now on 6 of 12 shooting is Durant. Uh, we've actually seen Kyle Korver sightings, mm-hmm. and LeBron yep. James made sure that if things really went to hell, that he laid down for a long, <laughs> long time after taking an elbow, which unfortunately ended up being from Tristan Thompson. 
And I want to know which teammate whispered in his ear like it was a wrestling match. Hey, hey, it wasn't, it wasn't Draymond. Hey, psst. It was Tristan. Oh, 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 oh I bet. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I bet. Oh, my arm, it's broken. Yeah, oh, he, I he I saw a little now. green man. I mean, a little guy in a blue jersey that came floating by, wishing, wanting, hoping that that was where the contact was. Because maybe if I get him thrown out, I can change things just like I did last year. Again, number one on my slideshow of the greatest plays of LeBron James history yeah. was baiting Draymond Green to take a kick at his nether region. Uh, right now, make it 94-88. Cleveland with the lead over Golden State. 5.9 seconds to go in the third quarter. Patrick McCaw at the free throw line. Getting getting his uh, four Oh, look at Matt Barnes in. is in. Oh, for the first Matt time, Matt Barnes. Barnes is in. Oh, it's escalating. It's been Uh-oh. chippy in the third quarter. Uh, We've seen I, a lot of scuffling, a lot of jawing. Maybe, maybe this is where this could be they a, end things. Well, this last six seconds might be very physical here. This might be the great. The, we've been talking about physicality and, and guys, you know, tussling in the <laughs> low post. This could be it. Uh, 94-89. It is the Cavaliers with the lead as we move in. Towards the end of the third quarter, we'll go to the fourth quarter. Cavaliers with the lead. Uh, They get a bad shot that doesn't go. So it's a five-point lead. This is where, as I've been saying so far tonight, special Los Angeles only hour from 7 to 8, as good as the Cavaliers are playing, I feel like the Cavaliers are waiting for it. I'm I'm waiting for the Warriors now to say, okay, now we kick things up in the fourth quarter. Now we're going to do – this is not at home. This is not Oracle where – we're very comfortable. Our bench is great. They can keep the pace going for four straight quarters. This is the Cavaliers' best punch. They're emboldened by their home crowd. We have to wait and find our time, and, and this is going to be the time now because as well as they played again, it's a five-point lead. They won the turnover battle. 17 turnovers for Golden State through three quarters, and you look at what they've been able to do from the three-point arc, 13 of 25 overall, 16 of 18 from the foul line. That is negated because you're looking at Cleveland shooting 17 of 20 from the foul line, but 9 of 31 from three-point range, just 29%. Tail of the tape as we get through three quarters. Been entertaining. Seen a lot of back and forth and a couple of times where it looked like things were going to start spiraling out of controls. The referee, actually perhaps the second highest rated thing on Twitter coming out of this game behind Ric Flair. Wing it up. Well, well, no, no, well, Rascal Flats. Don't forget about Rascal Flats doing the national anthem in Cleveland, proving that. So they got bounced out of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't make the cut for a, a Predators home. We're going to send you to Cleveland. How about that? Does that work out for you? Well, it's still kind of a big deal. Rascal Flats looks like you know what they looked like coming onto the onto the, onto the court to sing the national anthem. They looked like three relatives of Rex Ryan, who you know, hey, we, they they won a contest to sing the national anthem. Yeah, Joe. What do we have? We we were talking about uh, Rascal Flats coming out, and, and, and as they, they get after it, yeah, they were relevant a decade ago. It's kind of like Train, <laughs> when they brought Train out. Now, Santana, timeless. Yeah, might, absolutely. Might have, might have switched some things up in terms of his playing, and that's fine. But we had Train in game one, and now you got Rascal Flats. I'm waiting. I mean, it doesn't have the hits of yesterday and today, I guess, the 90s. In the early 2000s. And if you said this anthem ain't good enough, I can give. eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studio. So we'll have more on the game, of course, and continue on post-game. Again, 94-89, end of the third quarter for Cleveland. Meanwhile, breaking news today in college football. Stunning for everybody 
outside of Oklahoma, Bob Hoop, Bob Stoops, Bob Hoops, Hoops, Bob Hoops, Hoops. Everybody, we're shoot hoops. it. Bob Stoops steps down as Oklahoma's head coach after 18 years. That included a national championship, three appearances in the national championship game. Bob Stoops spoke earlier today about the timing of his retirement right now. After 18 and a half years, when is the right time? We're in a we're in a cycle yearly that never stops, and and it isn't. Um, and then if that thought comes to you, whenever it is, after 18 and a half years, do you act on it immediately, or do you weigh it, and do you, well, is that really what I want to do, or there isn't a good time. That's the bottom line. And uh, just here lately, really in the last week and a half, I knew it was the right right thing to do for me personally, and the right thing to do moving forward for the you know for the program and and for the university that this was this would be a positive thing. There's something we're not being told because none of the retirement makes sense. Right after he retired, there was the battery of columns on the internet. Well, you know, if you're around the program, you know, Bob Stoops doesn't want to retire, wasn't going to be a guy that was going to, doesn't want to retire, doesn't want to coach forever, doesn't want to be a guy that stays on and goes from the sideline to the grave. His dad had a heart attack and and died on the sidelines coaching a game in the 80s. Bob Stoops didn't want to be that guy. And I understand that part of it. But none of it plays into the timeline. He's 57. Okay, so you know it's not like he's he's getting up there. He's fifty seven. He's still a young guy. He's going to wind up having some kind of job with the schools, a consultant, some kind of uh, a job up above in the administration. But was he getting pushed out? He just come off a back to back eleven and two seasons. Right, didn't win the national title, but you're coming off back. It's not like Stoops has had five years in a row of nine and four, and suddenly Oklahoma is getting a little nervous, going, "Ah, we should be doing better." Back to back eleven of, and two six seasons. Six of the last seven seasons, it's finished with double digit wins. This yeah. is not so. It's not something a program. You know, this not, isn't like when we were looking at Texas and Mac Brown and wondering on a year to year basis where, mm-hmm. where the program was headed. If he wanted to retire. Did he have to wait until now? Did he have to? This is you're talking about when you're you're just finishing spring practice, and you you, you don't have the you don't have the the energy after spring practice for the se- I mean you're getting you're getting ready for the season now. I mean this is you're in season preparation. You are in season now. You're talking about here's June. Then we take some of July off, and then we're practicing in August, and we're getting ready for our opener Labor Day weekend. I mean, to say this is the time now to pass this down to Lincoln Riley, who's going to take over as head coach, he's 33, that doesn't make sense. Is there any investigation going on with Oklahoma? Not that we know about. We haven't heard anything today. Oh, by the way, sources say the NCAA is sniffing around. But it's got to be something because you really decide to retire when you're getting ready, you're having a month off, and then you're getting ready for for the season. It, it It just doesn't sit right that... This is the time. Bob Stoops could have walked away after the bowl game. Could have walked away after all the Joe Mixon stuff. Could have said, you know what, I'm done. And this is something I've done soul-searching on, and, and we allowed him to play. But now, I mean, something. Something we're not being – when when something doesn't fit, it's for a reason. It doesn't pass the smell test that this is exactly what it's all about. No, and that's just it. If there was a, a health problem that needed to be addressed right now, we can say it. Gets, but there's no, he says but, right away, no health, but right. everything I'm so, fine. So that all gets dismissed. You so would you, say that. So you're immediately looking at Mixon, you're looking at D.D. Westbrook, you're wondering what's going on on a larger picture, right? That That's immediately where my mind went. Is there something falling out, something in the administration where 
there's a, a detail. The devil's in the details, right? So I, I don't know that there is, and I'm not going to go to wild speculation, but it just looks odd at this timing when we get past all of spring ball. And granted, you're, you're turning the, the team over to someone who's been there, but you're talking about someone brand new. I mean, immediately the rumor mill of, all right, well, all these coaches, Chip Kelly, does he get back into the game, all of this, and, and does he never take an analyst chair and so on. So it, it certainly revs things up, gets college football on the map mm-hmm. in, a, in sure. a day otherwise dominated by the Ball family and the NBA Finals. So we, we look at it that way. But for Bob Stoops, it, it, the timing just very curious. And until I don't know what will assure me that there's nothing else there. And I hope it's just, hey, it's time. He clapped his hands, had some talk with his family, and decided he's done. But it just doesn't, as you say, Pass the smell test in that regard. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And oh my, right now it is the Kyrie Irving Show in Cleveland. Irving now up to 33 points on the night. 14 out of 23 from the floor. Cleveland has taken a seven point lead over Golden State, 102 95. Still a lot of time left, still eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We'll continue to keep you posted on this. A shocking and sad story out of the NBA we'll get to. And Lonzo Ball had his big workout today for the Lakers. How did it go? Well, I know one Laker that's not going to be happy at what happened. All that coming up next. The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry just called for a foul on LeBron James. Curry disagrees with it. The referees say, I don't care what you say. 104-99. <laughs> he's getting beaten up pretty badly. He's getting knocked to the ground <laughs> with great regularity, and I don't know that he's gotten a call. No, tonight he has not. Entire game. He has not tonight. It's been one of those, what did I say? How did the Cavaliers get back into this game? Certainly, Kyrie Irving has been great. But what have I said the last two nights? The only way they win is if you smell what the cocoa's cooking. We see the game being officiated a little bit more. We're going to let you be more physical because this will certainly play more towards the Cavaliers' style of play than it will towards the Golden State Warriors. I'm just saying because it's happening. Way to be there, Nostradamus. In other I'd words, hey, there's no like other. No, there's no other way they're getting like back in. Is. That was just blinking. Listen, that light off in the distance. I, I saying, is the bat phone going to ring? I, Adam Silver going, excellent. <laughs> I'd like you guys to uh, officiate this. Let the physicality go a little bit. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. This, sounds more and more like Jerry Lewis every time you do it. Twitter and how about a fresco? The Jason Smith Show. So we'll keep you updated here again. Cavs by five. Six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Before the game tonight, whether you're listening or watching, uh, before the national anthem, there was a moment of silence for someone, and this is what it sounded like. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the entire NBA family are deeply saddened by the sudden passing of longtime league executive Todd Harris. As vice president of broadcasting, Todd was instrumental in a variety of capacities across the NBA and WNBA. Respected and well-liked by all who knew him, Todd will be greatly missed. We now ask you to please join us in a moment of silence to honor Todd Harris. ABC Sports, uh, 
Cleveland's PA announcer making that announcement. I know a lot of people are wondering, who, who is this Todd Harris? I went to college with Todd Harris. I did the morning show at Z89 in Syracuse with Todd Harris for two full years. I was the host. He did sports in the morning. Got up at 5 o'clock in the morning every day to come in and do sports and and have fun. You know, one of those, you know, Z morning, Zoo morning shows where I got my start in radio. He got his start there. And he was 47 years old. And he was, it was stunning. When I saw this, I'm like, no, not that, not Todd Harris, not my friend from college. I mean, I hadn't seen him in a long time. The last time I saw him was, oh, God, 10-some-odd years ago before sure. a Rockets playoff game. Came up and gave me a big hug. And I said, Jason Smith, Jason. I said, T.H., Todd Harris, because we, that was one of the fun bits we did was we called each other by our initials. You know, crazy morning That's radio crazy in college. crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. you T.H., Todd Harris. I, you know, that was – I said, right away I knew it because he got a very distinctive voice. It was, it was a very low voice, like very Bill Cartwright-esque and one of the nicest guys in the world. Tall. You know, he came into the studio. It's like, oh, my God, this guy is, is scraping the ceiling. And fun guy, uh, one of the nicest guys I've met. You know, when you start your broadcast career, it's full of people that would step over you on, on their way to getting in front of the camera, getting on TV. And I always thought Todd was going to wind up, he's going to be a sports guy on TV somewhere. And then when I ran into him and he'd been doing, he's head of broadcasting for the league and, and all the things he was in charge of and doing mic'd up segments and WNBA and, and NBA broadcasting. And I, I was so happy for the guy cause he worked hard and he loved sports and, and he was a Mets fan like me. And, and that was really funny. He was from long Island and I'm, I'm just stunned. You know, they don't give moments of silence just for anybody. You know, is he was a big deal in the league and the head of broadcasting. And I, I still, that's, I can't get that out of my head the last hour and a half we've been doing the show tonight. It's, 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 it's impossible. No, it's, it's something certainly when you look at the, the league and its growth, because he was there as joined the league as the Jordan era was into act two, right? Coming back off of the, the baseball two year soiree and, and riding the wave with that. And then helping to work with schedules and helping build the product. And, and certainly from a broadcasting perspective, you've seen what they've been able to accomplish and how much it's grown and the game's gone global and helping to navigate that. And when we think about broadcasting, there's two schools that dominate the world. So seeing the outpouring of emotion from the number of Syracuse alum that had worked with them at any point along their journey covering the NBA, looking for a word of advice, impressive stuff and something we all hope that when we're gone, you have one, one millionth of people step forward to say something kind about you like that. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for, for people and not just because I did it, but I obviously I was, you know, I was there. So I saw him that have that kind of dedication that can get up five o'clock in the morning in college, in college, when you're going to bed at two thirty, three o'clock. Well, you knew the bosses maybe. weren't listening. It's kind of like right now you could say whatever you want. Oof. And uh, I tell you what, to, to come in and every day, bleary-eyed, whatever you were doing the night before, whether you had a great night's sleep and come in and do radio for three or four hours in the morning, uh, it's that, that there, there's, when you go through that with somebody, you realize, okay, this is someone who's dedicated. This is someone who really wants this for a career. And I, there wasn't a guy I was happier for than him. And, and, you know, when you leave and you graduate and you go on to your different paths and everything and I'm I'm glad I got to see him that time before the playoff game. Sure, and it was you know it was fun seeing him and catching up and and you know most of the time I was supposed to be on the court, you know getting pregame sound, and you know I was I 
was with our reporter. You're was, clowning around. Hey, T.H. Yeah, I was producing at the time, and I was like, hey, you can get the sound, right? I'm, I'm talking to my friend for a little bit. So I'm, I'm glad, wow, you know. You really pushed that off, too. I'm glad, glad I got to yeah, At least one of you there. worked hard. Somebody did. Yeah, I did not work hard that day at all. Did not work hard that day at all. Although I think I bought Quiznos for our. I do, I do like the uh, way you, you qualify it as that day. <laughs> That's the way it is. Rest in peace, Todd Harris, 47 years old, and uh, there is a uh, GoFundMe account. Uh, he's got two young children. Uh, one is in college. One uh, is about to go to college. Uh, all kinds of information on Todd Harris uh, around the Internet. Um, great guy. Great guy. Our business, though, is sports, of course. And uh, as we sit right now with the NBA Finals, tonight's game dedicated to the memory of Todd Harris. Just under five minutes left to go. They are in a timeout. The Cavaliers on top of the Warriors now, 108 to 107. Clay Thompson has now hit 30 for the night, just hitting a big three when it looked like the Cavaliers were going to get up. LeBron has 37. Kyrie Irving now has 38 in a superhuman night for him so far. But again, 108 107, Warriors. And, you know, hey, I said the Warriors in a sweep. I also said one game Clay was going to hit 40. If Clay hits 40, I'm pretty sure the Warriors are going to win this. Did you win the lottery too? Uh, no. No, I did not. Just thought I'd ask. But I'm just saying, I'm throwing out there what I've said because, okay. you know, I want to throw it out there. Well, we can play it, have it, the court reporter read it back to you. I don't have to have it read back to me. Twitter and how about a fresco? I'm Jason Smith. Alongside me is Daniel Caffey. Coming up in one minute, it was workout day for Lonzo Ball in Los Angeles. How did it go? You'll find out. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Again, 108-107, Cavaliers with the lead. Kyrie Irving has lit his entire body on fire, human torch-esque, with 38 points. And he is getting to the rim, and he is finishing, which is what he does better than just about anybody else in the NBA. This has kept the Cavaliers close. All of this heroics, it's about as good a game as you can expect from the Cavaliers. And it's a one-point game with five minutes left to go. Yeah, leading the turnover battle, 18 for Golden State, only 11 for Cleveland. You go down, the rebounding. Getting out-rebounded by eight are the Cavaliers, so even with a deficit there, it's it's all going their way, and one-point lead. LeBron carried them for two-plus quarters. Kyrie Irving's been spectacular. You've seen J.R. Smith came out of witness protection to hit a couple of shots, and now it's just a question of whether they'll all be able to keep their composure because Draymond Green this close <laughs> to getting that next chippy foul call to get him out. Now, we've seen Steph Curry on a number of attempts, and we talked about him getting run over a couple of times earlier. He's been guarding LeBron James, which is ludicrous on many levels, but we'll see how they play it out. Final 428 coming up. And here's the thing. As we talked about the officiating, everybody on the Warriors is in some sort of foul trouble besides Kevin Durant. Draymond's got five. Zaza's got four. Curry's got three, just picked up another one. Clay Thompson's got four. All the primary guys are in foul trouble for Golden State. Meanwhile, for the Cavaliers, Kyrie's got three. LeBron's got two. That's where we are. Oh, no, there's a lot of major league flopping. Yeah. It's like they took the days off, came out here, and took a couple of acting classes, uh, maybe did a little bit of improv. Either way, 
we've seen a lot of bodies flying and the whistle blown on the Warriors in the blue jerseys with great frequency. Yeah, at this point, Steph Curry's got to realize I'm not getting a call. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm he's not been hammered get one. repeatedly <laughs> and has got, not gotten one at any point near the basket. <laughs> but today was also not just Game 3 of the NBA Finals Day. It was Lonzo Ball Workout Day in Los Angeles. Ball's only scheduled workout which was for the Los Angeles Lakers, may not work out for anybody else, went pretty well, was attended like it was a USC pro day. Oh, no, it was the Kobe Bryant retirement. Yeah. It was like he came back out to retire again. That's how many people showed up. And by all accounts, it went well. Most of the time was being spent on Lonzo Ball's shooting style because the Lakers, a little concerned his unorthodox style might not translate to the NBA and maybe maybe that might be something they're concerned about. But outside of that, it went well, and the reason you haven't heard a lot about it is because LeVar Ball was not in attendance. He was not there. It was just Lonzo. Lonzo answered some questions after the workout, and one thing he said was, I want to be a Laker because, boy, does this team need a leader. They have a lot of good players. I just think they need a, a leader, a point guard, and I feel like I can bring that to the team. What type of leadership qualities do you think you have? Uh, just bring in a winning attitude. You know, everybody can band together and get this done together. They need a leader and a point guard. I'm pretty sure they had a point guard the last couple of years who, importantly, the Lakers are very high on. Look, I'm not the biggest D'Angelo Russell fan in the world. You, you know this about Neither's me. Neither's Nick Young. But neither, <laughs> no, neither is Iggy Azalea. But Iggy is. For Lonzo Ball to say this team needs a leader, that's number one thing that's going to rub all the Lakers the wrong way. Here's a kid that a year ago was playing 50 miles away at Chino Hills. And now here he is saying this team needs a leader and a point guard. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was the point guard last year. Again, I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell. I'm just talking about how these words are going to be interpreted by the Lakers. And I can't think they're going to like them. I, they can say, on the, oh, yeah, it's great. He's outspoken. He's no, you just basically have said now your point guard was not good enough, who you're going to play next to. And now is the first instance you're going to find where someone – in the Ball family has said something, and now reporters will rush to somebody else on the Lakers to get their reaction because tomorrow I'm, I can't wait for the D'Angelo Russell reaction to that because you know that's coming. And if you draft Lonzo Ball, that's what you're going to get. Well, if it, D'Angelo Russell needs to look in the mirror and say, okay, challenge accepted and battle or accept the fact that it hasn't gone so well with you at running the point, so go adapt to being the number two. Go work on your jump shot, and that's going to be your role unless you get dealt on draft day, which is always a very distinct possibility given all the givens. I get that. Either way, if I'm on that Lakers team, if I'm in that locker room, I'm in one of those offices, I heard exactly what I wanted to today. Whether you believe the talking points or not, and he stayed on point and he did a good job in that regard. You got a guy that's outwardly saying, I'm in. Let's go. I get that in theory. And I understand about D'Angelo Russell because he does have his, his detractors. He has his problems. He has his issues. But for to say that when we know the background and we know what your family likes to say, how much they like to say and, and push buttons, I, I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled that way. I'm thrilled. I, I want to hear, hey, I'd be a great part. I'd come into this team. Whatever they want me to do, I'll be great. And but now they need a leader and they need a point guard. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because D'Angelo Russell, if they don't get you, guess who's the point guard? A guy that was the future of the franchise just two years ago. And certainly he's shown that he may be able to be a star player, but he has his issues. 
Just the fact that he would say that is what does it. I'm not saying what he's not saying is the truth because they need a star. They need somebody to say, okay, here's the team. Now we have a lot of nice little pieces, but is Brandon Ingram going to be a star? No, he's not. Is Julius Randle going to be a star? He's not. They have some nice little pieces with some upside. But Lonzo Ball would be the guy. To be, hey, now it's the Lakers and Lonzo Ball. So I get that part of it. But to go out and say it and be there and now ruffle feathers right away, that's my point that, ah, this is what worries me. As I don't I've care said, what job you're going in for, Jason. If, I got, if I'm talking and trying to talk myself up into getting a job, I'm not saying I'm the fifth best whatever. You don't have to say you're the fifth best. Accountant, widget, salesman, whatever else. You just don't I'm have to say you, that, oh, yeah, no. you, need, you need a guy here because your guy last year, boy, he, was, he stunk. Oh, by, and you're going to play next to him if that happens. That's fine. Again, grow up. You got a guy that's coming into the league. You haven't shown that you're the star. You've had a couple of games that got people to go ooh and ah, but the balance of D'Angelo Russell's resume at this point is a disappointment, as evidenced by the fact that they're drafting second overall once again. Ergo, I got a guy that says, I want to come in and I want to be the leader, and that's what you need to push forward. I I don't see that as a negative. I think D'Angelo Russell might have to get an ego check. Beyond that, the guys in that locker room should be excited because one thing Lonzo Ball does is he distributes the basketball. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. I'm still nervous. I know. You're, ne- you're afraid. And today's of- the day. Today's the day where you where you saw, oh, well, here's day one. He's not even a Laker yet. And now no. suddenly, D'Angelo, what do you think about this? The bigger question that should have been asked by the first media member is, why aren't you wearing your own shoes? Why aren't you wearing your own shoes? That's the question that should have been asked. Why are you wearing a James Harden endorsed product? They're not produced yet. Those shoes are never going to happen. They needed one pair. They needed a guy to go in a chop shop for shoes and go and Frankenstein a shoe that looked anything remotely like a prototype for that thing that's supposed to come out in November. That's all you You had one job. One job. The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox in the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we'll keep you posted on what's happening right now. Warriors and the Cavaliers coming down to it. Under two minutes left to go, the Cavaliers up by four. Are we going to be talking about the series being over? Or are we going to talk about an NBA Finals we've all been waiting to finally really begin? That's coming up next right here at Fox Sports Radio. Oh, Look at this! Fantastic finishes! Oh, my goodness. Andre Iguodala took his money. Oh, my goodness. Everything LeBron James has done, he's going to get absolutely destroyed now. Oh, LeBron, keep zero dark 23. Keep zero dark 23. Game three of the NBA Finals. Barring disaster, it'll be the Warriors with a 3-0 lead as they are shooting free throws now, up 116 to 113. Curry makes the first one. That's lights out. A four-point lead with 10 seconds left to go, and the Warriors look like they're going to go up three-zip. And Mike Harmon, I want to say this right away before you get into LeBron. I picked the Warriors in a swing. No, I I said that, buddy, right? Chaos ensued and down the stretch, some bad... Shot selection, and Andre Iguodala took LeBron James' money, and then he tried to do the follow-through like he was fouled. Referee having none of it. 
Swallows his whistle. We're going the other way as it's out of bounds off LeBron James, and they finish the job. 1.5 seconds remaining. It's a formality. Three. Oh, we'll see how quickly LeBron rushes mm. to the podium today. It is a final in Cleveland. 118-113. The Cavaliers are down three games to none. And here's the final minute. And this is what it comes down to for LeBron James. 39 points tonight, 9 assists. Averaging a triple-double for the finals. He was fantastic. But LeBron James is going to come down to two plays that happened in the final minute of this game that helped vault Golden State to a five-point victory. They're up 113-111 with a minute left to go. LeBron's got the ball. Kyrie Irving's been red hot. It's Irving or LeBron, right? It's Irving or LeBron. There's 50 seconds left to go. And LeBron gives it up to Kyle Korver for a three that doesn't go. Now, at this point, they're still up by two. LeBron does not take the shot, nor does he try to get it to Kyrie Irving. Warriors get the ball back. Kevin Durant says, well, if you guys can't make a three, this is what I'm going to do. Here's a dagger in your heart, Nosferatu. Pass the corner, Corver. Corver for three. He missed it. Durant's got the rebound. 50 seconds to go for the Warriors. They're down by two. Durant up the left side. Calls his own number down, and he hit a three. Durant hit a three. The Warriors lead by one. 114-113 with 42 seconds to go. There it is. Warriors Radio Network. That gave the Warriors the lead. And suddenly it was a shocked quick and loans arena that it was this is our best game we're getting back into it we're playing phenomenal and suddenly they were down they got down three after Kyrie Irving missed a three which is a bad shot but at least it's Kyrie Irving so at least you got the one of the right guys shooting that shot Durant makes two free throws for a 116-113 lead so now there's 10 seconds left to go and the Cavaliers have the ball this is going to be LeBron James for either a three or, or Kyrie Irving for either a three or a quick basket foul, hopefully only to two down the other end. LeBron gets it outside the three-point line, and I don't know if he just spaced out, if he just thought they're going to allow me to shoot this, but LeBron kind of very lackadaisical with the ball, and Andre Iguodala just gets right in, ties it up, the ball goes out of bounds off of LeBron James. The Warriors get it. They inbound it. Curry gets fouled. He hits his free throws. 118-113. The Warriors beat the Cavaliers. And everything LeBron, once again, it's like LeBron keeps reliving the, 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 the same history over and over and over again. All the great he does. And what happens is all it's going to come down to is passing the ball to Kyle Korver and getting it knocked out of your hands by Iguodala when you have a chance to tie the game. That's what that's all for LeBron. And he's going to the next 36 hours is going to be just brutal because that's what's going to happen to LeBron James. Nah, he still had 39, 11, and 9. He's still averaging a triple double, Jason. We watched it in the Geico <laughs> Studios. That's all in cotton. No, unless it isn't. Nice try with the Vegas misdirection earlier, Mr. James. <laughs> Not going to work. It's going to be ugly heading into game four. All the heroics early in this one teammates got involved and and that's it but game on the line and i know people are going to say well jordan would dish jordan's not 
six nine, built like a brick house, who's getting every call down the stretch whenever there's contact, and you got guys standing posted up. Here, Kyle Korver had been invisible for two plus games. He hits a couple of shots, and now in the final minute, you're dishing off. Nope, you go to the rack. You try to get the and one, or at least get to the line, and instead, it all falls apart from there as Cleveland drops this one. Amazing! It looked finally like, well, we're gonna get we're gonna get a series. Life is going to come back in because it was a game where Kyrie Irving played exactly how we expected Kyrie Irving to play, as we saw at the end of the first half of Game 4, second half of Game 4 against the Celtics, when LeBron James stepped back and said, okay, somebody else is going to have to do this because that's how we're going to beat the Warriors. And that's how Kyrie Irving played tonight in the second half. He got to the rim, he finished, he was fantastic. But in the end... It always comes down to LeBron. Fair or not, it comes down to LeBron, and he's got to shoulder this because two big plays. Look, of the two plays, of the two plays, to be quite honest, I'm more upset about turning the ball over to Iguodala. Oh, sure. Because if you want to split hands. He wanted that Steph Curry or James Harden, I'm getting three free throws over here. Whatever it is, at least the pass, they're up two. You know, it's not like, you know, it's tie, we need a hoop, and I'm, I'm passing up the shot. At least, all right, well, you're up two at this point. Kyle Korver's open. He's been having a pretty decent game. I'm going to do this. But, I, like I said, I don't know if he had a brain cramp or not. It's like he, he looked at, he was looking past Iguodala. Iguodala just got right in and, and grabbed the ball from him. And, and it, it, like, I, I, he didn't expect Iguodala to get there. And to me, that's the bigger play. That's the, what happened to you? Do you have a brain, do you have a brain fart? Because that's, that, it was like, hey, if you're right here, I'm just, boom. And the ball goes out off LeBron. I'm not going to sit there and let you shoot a three. What do you think? I'm crazy? Yeah, the pass to Corver, you could at least see the, all right, this could be a dagger. He's open. He'd finally hit a couple of shots, push it forward. He finishes three of seven, two of six, three of seven overall, two of six from three for eight points. But when you break it down as a team, you're looking at 31 of 56 from the field. That's Irving and that's LeBron James. The rest of the team, nine of 34. Ball's got to be in Irving or LeBron James' hands. They take a bad shot, that's it. So I'll push to the pass, the, the Andre Iguodala move towards the end as, as much as the pass is, is irksome. Yeah, that that's amazing. I mean, that's the one I really keep – I want to see that a few more times just to see what's happening. Wow, breaking down an incredibly emotional, tight, close, and controversial end to Game 3 of the NBA Finals continues here on Fox next. Fox Sports Radio. Oh my goodness. Oh my Mike Harmon, I need a I need a I need a I don't know, I need a fan. I need something. I picked the Warriors in a sweep and it's 3-0. I need I need something, Mike Harmon. Cool me off. Why cool you down? Cool you me were, off, Mike Harmon. Because you were sweating. Cool me off. You were sweating like a sinner in church on a Sunday morning. Oh, I was because of like... the way that game was coming down. And then you saw once again the ill fated, erroneous terrible decision to make a pass to Kyle Korver comes back to bite the Cavaliers in their posterior. You didn't need to say like a sinner and you could just say you're sweating like you sat down in a car before the car got turned on. You turned the air conditioner on like you ate too much barbecue. You got the meat sweats. What do you want me to say? Oh, I'm hot. My God, I'm hot right now. Oh, you know, I I said I, I did say the Warriors would sweep the Cavaliers. I did say that. I mean, I did make that prediction. Well, I put it, I, I left it off of the initial eight steps of our hot take hopscotch game 
mm-hmm. that you can find at Swollen Dome on Twitter. The kids are out for summer vacation. Make sure they stay nice and active and learn the fine arts of embracing debate. So every day we'll put out a new hopscotch board based on the big topics of the day so you can get them out there. Print them off. Print them off and make it a nice, fun game. Participate a little bit and then have them go back and forth as if they're in the middle of debate class because they're going to have a couple of nice hot takes coming off of this game. Warriors take game three over the Cavaliers, 118-113, and here's how the end sounded. And the Warriors now inbound, and this game is over. And the longest postseason winning streak in American sports history belongs to the Warriors. And more importantly, they lead the Cleveland Cavaliers 118 to 113. The perfect postseason continues. The Warriors are 15 and 0 and will try to close out the series here in Cleveland on Friday night. Warriors Radio Network on the call. Now, before we get to LeBron James, which is going to be the big, as it, as it always is, no matter what happens. I said three reasons for the Warriors' sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Endorsements, Giselle wanted them to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, oh. and, and, and keeping Garoppolo. Yeah. The three Tom reasons I never gave. been hotter. As the Warriors, laser-focused on this series, came into this with an identity, with their plan, with everything. We're ready. We're loaded. We've been planning for this for a year. Well, and- The Cavaliers still trying to find their identity in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, and that was the big talk in all of the pregame from the conversations in the locker and the conversation with the coaches was they took the loss personally last year, and they've carried it with them. And for Steph Curry, a big idea of he needed redemption. Now, adding these top two, top three, again, hot take, hopscotch, but could be the best player in the world. I don't know what you want to do with Kevin Durant after that big shot uh, in LeBron Mm. James' face. But in his face... That the fact that you now have the them <laughs> looking at it as, for personal reasons, just beyond the hey, we want to win, but there's there's taking it, that extra edge to them to the court in Cleveland tonight. The focus was one. Number two, Cavaliers defense in shambles. Haven't really played defense great all season long. Did it in spurts against the Celtics. The Warriors right now, this team is a different animal. And you saw in the first two games with LeBron running from player to player. I mean, like it's like it was LeBron, like a varsity guy playing with a bunch of JV guys. And all right, I'll just run and do everything. I'll just run and do everything. Okay. And the third reason was as good as the Cavaliers are, as good as they are at hitting threes, they're not going to be able to hit threes to keep up with the Warriors. Certainly that was evident in game two. A 30-point difference in three-pointers between the Warriors and the Cavaliers. But here's tonight's difference. Cleveland, from behind the arc, 12 for 44. 44 threes tonight. They made 12. Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. they made 12 for 44. The Warriors tonight, including Kevin Durant's big one, 16 out of 33 from three-point range. Durant was four for seven. Curry was five for nine. Klay Thompson was six for 11. Draymond Green should never shoot a three again. I think he airballed two and bricked one off the top of the backboard. So your days of shooting threes are done. But it's only four more threes on the board. It's still a a 12-point differential. But you're talking about shooting 48% from three-point range and shooting 27% for the Cavaliers. 
they just don't have the. This was their well, best Kevin game Love of the postseason. Kevin Love and Kyrie were one of fourteen yeah. combined from three point range. This was their best game of the postseason, and they shot horribly from three point range, and they lost. And they didn't score in the final three oh nine after a J.R. Smith three point shot. They were zero for seven, zero for seven down the stretch, which included a couple of offensive tur- uh, rebounds as well. What do you got, Golden Headphones? All those stats are awesome, but they're irrelevant, Jason. Absolutely irrelevant. It doesn't Not matter. One stat from this game or the first two games, they don't mean squat right now because J.R. Smith just tweeted out Cavs in seven. <laughs> well, ah, we got him right where we want him. Did he really? Well, I will say this about J.R. Smith. He understands the math. Look at the look at the size of the number of retweets. Just like that, though, tweeted out two minutes ago. Already retweeted sixty two hundred times. <laughs> sixty two hundred two minutes. Seven seventy three hundred. I feel like I'm doing a home shopping network now. I'll keep refreshing <laughs> it. Keep dialing it in. Dial it in. At how about a fresca on Twitter with your thoughts? What is he nuts? Well, look. I'll, uh, no, I'm going to defend J.R. Like com- Smith on I this. like confidence. No, no, no. This is like coming into a team. This is what it is. It's no, no, no. like coming in for a workout I'm and just... saying, you need a leader, <laughs> and I'm that guy. No, no. I, no. I'm How do you like that, no, tough no, no. guy? I'm hey, I came right J. back Smith. in your face. It was in my face. In your Lonzo face. Lonzo Ball was saying, I'm going to be a leader because the guy you had there sucked. This is J.R. Smith saying, number one, that he still believes in his team, which he should say it. He shouldn't say, I mean, if he tweeted out Warriors in four, I would be really upset. That would be fantastic. I, I would quote tweet him and say, Thanks for bringing me back, LeBron. Hey, dude, yeah. Hey, Warriors in four. You and me are both right. Warriors in four. And secondly, <laughs> it has to be the Cavs in seven. It's the only math that works. He can't say, I'd be upset if he wrote Cavs in six. I'd, I'd, I'd be a little upset if he said that. If he didn't do the math. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad he knows the math. <laughs> I, I'm going to defend J.R. Smith for those two things. Now, the other thing, remember, we got a hat trick for LeBron, right? There's three things going on. Yeah. Number one, kicking it out with 52 seconds left to Kyle Korver, right? Misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, gets his money taken by Andre Iguodala on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Does the flailing, looking for a three-point, <laughs> three, three free throws. Not going to happen. The third, though, was in his face, the three-point <laughs> shot by Kevin Durant that put the Warriors ahead. In his face. <laughs> it's already got and then he was mean mugging all the way coming back down. J.R. Smith's already got 16,000 like retweets on that. Wow, they, we can't keep him and in it was, stock. And it wasn't even five minutes ago that he tweeted it. 904. Not the even five ad, minutes ago. 12,000 likes. Lay off the Henny. Y'all finished is the first response. Can you imagine? Hennessy, one of these sponsors. If he tweeted this out and a Kardashian butt, <laughs> Twitter would explode. How about that? You know who the most unhappy person in the world is right now besides anybody on the Cavaliers and Cavaliers fans? Who's that? Harrison Barnes. (laughs) Hey, Harrison. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but we got Kevin now. Okay, so thanks a lot. I appreciate that. We we got Kevin. All right, so that's okay. Now, to be fair, uh, when it's all said and done, you look at old Harrison Barnes, I'm not feeling too bad for him because he got a – what ninety four point four million dollar deal from the from the the Mavericks? <laughs> nobody's nobody's crying for Harrison Barnes. He's doing just fine. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harbin, live from the Geico Studios. Chris Broussard going to join us in twenty minutes from Cleveland. Uh, we'll have more on LeBron James in a second. But Justin Frostberg 
has another tweet. It, this is not a Tim Tebow tweet, right? This is not. You can't no, tell me. unfortunately, this not. Is not a I'm Tebow. Very, very excited. Tim's on a bus uh, sleeping with Phil Jackson somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why not? Okay. I thought why? you were gonna say you don't think Tim Tebow sleeps on a bus? Maybe. No. Come on. He He's has... in the minors. That, that's what they do. They take the bus. Everywhere. Tim Tebow has angels pick him up by his shoulders and carry him. From one city to city. He goes from Lynchburg to Newport News that way. That's what he does. He just goes on, on Angels. So I don't think any of the players are going to the podium tonight because Kevin Durant just went to Twitter and said, can the Cavs come back? Question mark. Kevin Durant just put that on Twitter? Yeah, Kevin Durant. No way. I'm kidding. No I'm kidding. Uh- you know, you gave me a true tweet. The J.R. Smith thing is good. You kind of fooled well, you me Well, you rope a It's like playing the yeah. Magic Johnson Twitter game. Got you good. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was good. believable, though, right? That was. Well, when you well when you first said J.R. Smith tweeted Cavs in seven, my first thought was, ah, uh, that's funny. That No, but then I saw the look true on your story. face like, no, wait a minute. No, he actually did it. He, he actually did tweet that out. By the way, Steph Curry had 13 rebounds tonight. Just throwing that out there because – Pictures of Tristan Thompson walking with Khloe Kardashian are now making the rounds. As Thompson, once again, 23 minutes, 0 for 1 from the field. He had three mm, rebounds. The Khloe. And, and he and, almost took out LeBron yes. James. Well, actually, he gave him a good opportunity to show his master thespian skills mm. as he went down like he ran into a brick wall. The Khloe curse with a K continues. Like, that should be the next offshoot of a, a Kardashian show. The Khloe curse show. And it shows what happens to all her ex-boyfriends. So do we say they, they go down swinging? Is it forward K or is it a backward oh, K? Oh, Tristan Thompson, he's, he's well, zero he's standing around, game. Yeah, he's standing around looking. How many points does Tristan Thompson have in the NBA Finals? Five? Not does he two, even have five? Not three. Well, he got scored by JaVale McGee. Remember that? Uh, you know how good JaVale McGee can be, though. He was awful today. I mean, does he even have he five points in the NBA Finals? Yeah, no, finals? He, he had eight. Oh, So he he's gone zero, eight, zero. So he's which got means eight he's, points. he's due for another eight-point Breakout performance in Game Four. I mean, you guys saw how we strolled into the game. You saw what he was wearing, right? Oh yeah, he was he was dolled up. He was ready for a rodeo. He was. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? That's Twitter at how about a fresca? So can I tweet out the Mets in 162? Would that would that make sense if I if I say that Jets in 16? No. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to run the table of losses, sure. Uh- it's going up right now. There it is. J.R. Smith, Cavs and Seven. Let's see. He tweeted that out at 9.04. Already. Are you ready for this? In the last nine minutes. 36,000 retweets in nine minutes. 36,000 for J.R. Smith. The world is watching, everybody. The world is watching. Coming up next, Steve Kerr hitting the podium. The former, now once again, Warriors head coach. You'll hear what he has to say about this Game 3 thriller, and we break down the biggest of LeBron James's mistakes. Our post-game coverage of Game 3 just getting started right here. Fox Sports Radio. Yay. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. If you miss any of the show tonight, Right after it's over, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can download the best of, listen to whatever you want to, hear us break down all the big news coming out of Game 3 of the NBA Finals again. Right after the show is over, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever. 
Well, I got to say this, Mike Harmon. We get to Steve Kerr coming up in a second, but the good yes, times sir? are over. They're over for J.R. Smith and the Cavaliers. Are the good times really over for good? Can we go back yeah. to Sad Country Music Night? Where have all the good times? It was at 9.04 p.m. Pacific time, 17 minutes ago. Yes. Following the Warriors' 118-113 victory over the Cavaliers. J.R. Smith tweeted out, Cavs in seven. Yes, he did. Got 36,000 retweets. Got him a big deal. In a nine-minute span. Then apparently LeBron took his phone <laughs> and smashed it under his boot. By God, LeBron has his phone! Because J.R. Smith has deleted his Cavs in 7 tweet. Bye, it now no longer appears on the internet except people who have screenshots of it. So in a span of 12 minutes, he went from Cavs in 7 to, oh, oh it's 3-0. Oh, I thought it was two. Oh, we played two games. Oh, right, right, right. There was two games in Oakland and then one. Oh, right. Oh, it's three. Oh, yeah, we're not. Hang on. Delete. We're not We're not winning this. It's series. fuzzy math. Hang on a second. That's the problem. <laughs> Getting into a, a deep math problem as you go. But, look, you got a lot of run if you go through and you look at Twitter's most trending topics right now. Other than hashtag monster a movie. It's everything having to do with this series and the CMT awards. I think uh, our own Bobby Bones uh, was presenting. <laughs> so part of the iHeartRadio family. So kind of good. And then uh, Iggy is the at the end. I don't know if that's uh, Iguodala or if Iggy Azalea. It's not. Got it's got to be Iguodala. It's got to be Iguodala. Cause no, we, that's a lot of tweets, though. <laughs> No, it's Iggy is. Well, what do you no, got going? It's kind of a mix. What do you think the Cavs locker room smells like tonight? Oh, desperation I, and I, pain, I, the salt of tears. Desperation is a stinky cologne. That too. You know, can, can you find out where any Cavs player seen rolling up towels and putting them under the door? But this, you know? this is just incredible. <laughs> J.R. Smith through his whole career, that guy doesn't back down from anything or nobody. If this doesn't tell you it's over. I don't know what does. TJ, there's never been a shot J.R. Smith didn't like, but apparently that tweet didn't sit well with him, TJ. That's and right. I said TJ at the beginning and at the end to let you know this is when you speak, TJ. Well done. Just keep bringing that back. TJ. He's not done yet. He still has a job. Why are we keep paying tribute? But that's okay. The fact of the matter is J.R. Smith, at least for a moment, had his bravado, got excited, and then realized, wait a minute, we haven't won a game. We didn't finish this one out. <laughs> LeBron is just standing going, get this phone. You get a new phone and stop tweeting. Hey, Draymond, like Draymond, out. Draymond, before you go to the locker, come here for a second. I'm going to put this on the floor. Do your thing. And it's not like Jarrett Smith had a bad game. I mean, he shot what, he's 5 out of 10 from three-point range. He had 16. Uh-huh. He was the third best player on the Cavaliers tonight. He, he looked really good for about a quarter. <laughs> Hit that big three late in the fourth He's quarter. He's the last to guy to score. Lead. That was it. That was the last guy to score for them. They Cavs got 3 9 without, without a make. Give me your phone. 0 for 7 from the field. LeBron just breaks it in half and throws it away. Yeah, I hope they had insurance. So what did Steve Kerr have to say? Speaking of insurance, we're live from the Geico Studios. The Warriors head coach now on the cusp of his second NBA title. Met the media a few moments ago. Going to get a chance to listen right now to Steve Kerr following the Game 3 victory. 
Steve John Dickinson, 95-7 the game. What, what can you say about both just Durant's final three minutes and your defense in particular yeah. the final three minutes? Well, um, obviously, you know, KD made some huge plays down the stretch. I thought Clay's defense on Kyrie was uh, amazing. And um, overall, it was just uh, an incredibly tough, resilient performance. It wasn't our smartest game that we've played all year, but it was maybe our toughest in terms of our uh, our ability to, to just hang in there. And, um, you know, nothing was really going our way, but we were, we were still there, and we just had to kind of stay with it. And I thought our guys did a really good job of that. Kenny here on the right. Steve, Kenny wrote at WHBC. Defensively, did you do anything Kenny! different? They were at 113-107 yeah. with about three minutes to go. Did you change anything defensively down the stretch? We didn't change anything. Um, we discussed, you know, making some some changes uh, in timeouts, but we didn't want to change anything. Um, you know, we just felt like, you know, the way they play, um, you know, Kyrie and LeBron had it going the whole game. But that's pretty taxing to go one-on-one the whole game. And um, both those guys were amazing, um, 38 and 39. But that takes a lot out of you. And we just kept telling the guys they're going to get tired. You know, stay in front of them. You know, force them into outside shots if you can. Uh, fatigue will uh, will play a role. And um, I think when you get, you know, guys playing 45, 44 minutes, basically attacking one-on-one the whole game, it's, you know, you hope eventually it's going to take its toll. I wasn't sure if after a while. They just were going nuts. But um, I think um, we just stayed with it and, and our defense finally kicked in. Thanks. Second row on the left. Simone Sandri, Gazzetta dello Sport. Can, can you talk about rebounding, which should have been an advantage for the Cavs? And uh, today, actually, you out rebound by seven. Yeah. And Curry actually out rebound both uh, Christian Thompson and, uh, and actually out rebound Smith and Irving combined. It's been a big factor um, for us. Zaza has done a really good job putting a body onto, onto Tristan. Um, you know, Love, I thought, changed the game midway through the third quarter when he got like three straight offensive boards. Um, but Wrapped around that was a really a good job uh, by us on the glass for, for most of the night. Ron right here. Ron Karczyk in the San Francisco Chronicle. Steve, can you sort of describe Kevin's demeanor in the fourth quarter? I mean, he went a little quiet for a while, and it seemed like he just took over there in the last minute and a half. He took over. You can tell this is – he knows this is his moment. You know, he's um, – he's been an amazing player in this league for a long time, and I think he's um, – you know, he senses this is his his time, his moment, his team. Um, and when I say his team, I mean, you know, it's not literally just his team. It's it's you know, we got it. We've got a group around him that can help him uh, and create space for him with the shooting and, and, the, and the playmaking. And I think he's having the time of his life out there. All right. So there's some of Steve Kerr. Certainly Kevin Durant's three pointer that gave the Warriors the lead in the final minute. The big play for Golden State. But the two big things that are coming out of this now, LeBron James and the two plays he made in the final minute of regulation that he is going to get absolutely skewered for. With a two-point lead and the ball, he decides to give it up. Kyle Korver takes a three with 52 seconds left to go and misses. This was the precursor of Kevin Durant's three that gave the Warriors the one-point lead. Certainly, at that point, do you really want Kyle Korver shooting the ball? I mean, honestly, do you want Kyle Korver shooting? You want two people shooting that ball, LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, who was unconscious, and LeBron, who was LeBron James. You want one of those guys shooting it. So, Kyle Korver for three, I don't get. 
At least, though, if you're comparing the errors by LeBron James, that's certainly number two, paling in comparison to 10 seconds left, down three. He gets the ball on the wing and just brain cramps and just allows Andre Iguodala to come in and knock the ball out of his hands. Like, LeBron is looking past Iguodala like, am I going to take a shot here? Am I going to try to get to the hoop real fast and, and score and get a dunk with seven seconds left and we foul, then we have one more play? Am I going to try to find What am I doing? And Iguodala gets in, knocks the ball out of his hands, and it goes out of bounds off LeBron James. Warriors basketball, they had two more free throws, the game was over. Of those two... That's the one that's in it because anytime you have a you 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 have a brain cramp like that in the final minute of a game you brain fart and it's oh my I'm I, I don't know what was going through my head right there I got very lackadaisical and I let down that's worse than I'm passing up a shot and giving it to Kyle Korver because at least that point you could say we had a two point lead maybe it's a five point Korver had been shooting the ball playing devil's advocate between those two plays that clearly was the worst one I'll give Iguodala credit for the defensive savvy and getting over on him, I want the ball in LeBron James' hands. As a team, they'd shot 26% for the night. That's what they finished at, 26.4% for guys not named Irving or or James. I want the ball in their hands, or it's not going up for a shot. And we saw it come to fruition, 0 for 7 in the final 309 after the J.R. Smith three-point shot. LeBron's got to take that to the rack and at least get fouled, because if they, they breathed on him, they were getting called for fouls. All game long. You got to get another one there. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We go live to the queue next and Chris Broussard. But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on car insurance. Warriors beat the Cavaliers 118-113. Plenty of drama to get to. So we head right to the hotline and welcome in NBA insider, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Chris Broussard. Chris, before the game, help me out with something here. The game ends, J.R. Smith tweets out Cavs in seven, gets about 40,000 retweets in about eight minutes, and then it gets deleted from his account. It, did he delete it or did, did his phone meet the bottom of LeBron's shoe? Like, wh- which do you think it was? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um... Whether it was LeBron or whether it was the Cavs, you know, management or or whatever, but um, obviously somebody didn't like it. I don't think. Look, it's not going to happen, obviously. But I don't think if I'm the Cavs, I'm not upset that he tweets that. I'm looking at it like that's the attitude we have to have. I mean, whether it happens or not, that's the attitude we have to have. You know, because obviously in this situation, there's a very good chance that the Cavaliers get blown out in game four. It's just human nature to not be up or as up as you need to be for that game. I think they'll play them tough in the first half, and then I think gradually over the second half, it may get out of control, and I think the Cavs will wear it out mentally, and the Warriors will win going away. But, look, I like – I like J.R. Smith's attitude if he's saying, look, let's keep the faith and think we can beat him four straight. Final minute of the game is going to be a lot of attention spent. Obviously, Kevin Durant's clutch three, but 
two plays LeBron made, passing to Kyle Korver for a three with 52 seconds left. But to me, Chris, it comes down to they're down three with 10 seconds left, and LeBron gets the ball on the wing. And I don't know that he lost focus. He Something happened. Andre Iguodala goes in and just knocks the ball out of his hand. It goes out of bounds off of LeBron James, and the game is over at that point. To me, that was the more inexcusable thing because I don't know what LeBron – does LeBron really think that – Iguodala's going to let me take a three right here and not get in my face and, and try to get the ball from me? I was stunned well, at that. I, I was wondering, because where, where where I was seated, seated, I was right behind where that play took place. So I couldn't see what happened, you know, in like what happened between LeBron and Iguodala. But it looked to me from my angle like LeBron probably got fouled. I haven't seen the replay. Did he not – was it not even close to a foul? There's always he was going, what he was doing is going for the three sure. to try yeah. to, you know, tie the game. And I think, you know, so did you see the replay? Was it definitely not a foul? He was he was bringing the ball up, and Iguodala looked like he got he got the ball. I can't yeah, really tell if he yeah, got Yeah, the angles we've seen, it looks like he comes straight down Yeah, it looks like it's, it's just the ball. Like, he comes so down. Okay. Yeah, and LeBron, like. Because I, I was shocked. I was shocked that in your own house, a superstar of LeBron's magnitude doesn't get that call. I really was. Um, but, you know, again, I didn't see the replay. And from the angle I was at, I couldn't tell if he got fouled. But I just thought he did. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think you take it too fast. But, look, LeBron's hit a lot of shots like that where he just doesn't think about it and puts it up. Um, I thought the pass to Corver. look, I mean, remember moments earlier – he had hit JR. He had penetrated the lane, kicked out a nice feed to JR for a three, and JR hits it. So with Corver, it's a good look. It's one of those shots that if it goes in, you say, wow, great feed from LeBron. But when it doesn't, you say, wow, why didn't he take the shot? So it is a tough. I mean, I thought he, you know, look, Corver's one of the best shooters in league history. You gotta, he's got to be able to knock down a shot like that. Yeah, we also did see at the end of that, once you get to see the replay, uh, Chris, uh, he did his best. Draymond Green did LeBron James kicking Iguodala in the junk uh, for added measure after he realized he didn't get the call. No, it's uh, absolutely true. You can see it uh, plain as day, the the follow-through, looking for any kind of contact to draw the foul shot. But we have seen in the fourth quarters of games, all three games, where we've seen LeBron James dominated. And I... I, for one, I, I kind of bristled when I heard the, well, I'm averaging a triple-double talk in his comments earlier. I, I thought that's the wrong tact. Well, I, I, I see it differently. I thought LeBron was phenomenal tonight. I mean, he carried him in the first half. Obviously, Kyrie got going in the third quarter, and second quarter and third quarter. Um, and then, you know, they had the lead. LeBron made, like I said, the pass to Corver. It's one of the best shooters in NBA history. He misses the shot. You know, he, he nearly gets a triple-double tonight, obviously. Um, you, you want some bigger plays down the stretch. I mean, we mentioned the one where Iguodala slaps it away. I thought he let Durant step into that three, yep. that critical three. So, certainly he wasn't without fault. But I, I thought he actually played a really good game tonight. You know, this series, Chris, as, as it's breaking down, as we see it, up until tonight, uh, you could say, as because as, LeBron's had a great series, and 
up until Kyrie Irving kind of had a game four second half of the Eastern Conference final second half, he had gotten nothing from really anybody else on his team, you know, yeah. up, up until the second half of tonight when Kyrie really started heating up. Yeah, and um, I mean, you saw tonight they get the yeoman's effort from Kyrie as well as LeBron, and then Love didn't give him a lot, 9-13, and 13, I believe. But JR steps up with 16 to kind of make up for love. So he just, look, 39-9-8, and eight, is that what LeBron finished with? Yeah. I mean, he, he played well, like I said, down the stretch. He didn't, they, they didn't make some plays. I mean, as a team, they don't foul Draymond. You know, with 24 seconds left, they wait about 12 seconds before mm-hmm. fouling. And Draymond has the ball. That's the guy you want to foul. Then KD gets it, and they foul him. So, you know, boneheaded plays like that. The Cavs have no margin for error in this series. And you saw it tonight. I mean, they played well. They played with heart. I thought their defense was much improved. But because they made some bad decisions and plays down the stretch, they they couldn't close it out. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. You can follow Chris Broussard on Twitter, at Chris underscore Broussard. That's at Chris underscore Broussard. Chris, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of the night. All right, my man. Thanks, Chris. There goes Chris Broussard. Look, a end of the game that LeBron is going to get killed for, and I get the, you know, Chris Broussard going, you know, it looked like it could have been a foul. Certainly it looked like it could have been, but watching the replays, it looked like LeBron was going up and Iguodala was right in his face. Slaps, you know, the ball I'm, I'm straight go out for as this he comes really... up with two hands. Yeah. It looks and like... he got kicked in the junk for good measure. He did. He so did. LeBron at least got that. But he was trying to draw any contact, thinking he was going to get his three foul shots. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, that was that was really puzzling to me. But, again. That was really puzzling. We, we get lost in LeBron's stats, and he's got 11 points in fourth quarters combined mm. in this series. Okay. He has been oh he's been invisible offensively in fourth quarters of this game. I don't care what the total stats are. Bottom line is you had in this game you had a golden chance to win, and Teron Liu needs to be taken to task for all of that situational. We talked about the twelve seconds that he runs off as Chris referenced there down late. But the the, the fact of the matter is you've got the guy who's the everybody argues the best player in the game. We haven't gone through the hot take hopscotch to the Kevin Durant square yet, but he didn't he doesn't take over late. Like I know he's forty six minutes, like Steve Kerr alluded to, you're hoping he's tired. But pass being passive down the stretch for guys that aren't shooting well, it's not a, not a way to close out games. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine Twitter at how about a fresca, the Jason Smith show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have LeBron James podium Coming up in about 20 minutes straight ahead, we'll ask and answer the biggest remaining question left on the NBA Finals. Three-zip Golden State after tonight, Fox. Dear LeBron, I saw you pass the ball to Kyle Korver at the end. I thought that was pretty cool, but then he missed. Then it wasn't cool. Saw how you thought you were going to get that foul call on Iguodala in the final 10 seconds, but you didn't. You lost control. You lost the game. And now it's 3 nothing. Oh, by the way, just want to let you know, my guy Jason Smith picked the Warriors to sweep you guys. 
He hasn't said it that much, so I want to give him some publicity on it. So he said, Warriors in four. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. Cavs in seven, too. He had a prime opportunity to talk about LeBron James, as we saw it here live in the Geico Studios, kicking Iguodala in the, in the junk. He did get him in frustration after realizing that Iguodala came up and took his money. Ain't that a kick in the junk? Now, now that's a reworking of the famous song. I get a kick in your junk. With the Cavaliers losing 118-113, the Warriors now hold a three games to none lead. The NBA Finals are over. The NBA thrilled that the final game in an NBA Finals that is decided will be on Friday night. They could have had better planning. I, but... I, no, no, no. But you know what? They'll go quietly into the good night. Because as thrilling as this game was, it ended just the same. Ooh. Heartbreak, anger, and people saying, when do the Browns come to work? Are they really going to be saying that? I don't know. No, they're not going to be saying that. And come on. In. Yeah, they're not going to say that. No. Where, where's Osweiler? How was he today? Was Osweiler good today? Is he all right? All right, great. Nah, we're going to start seeing photoshopped images of any guy that might be traded or <laughs> become a free agent. This is the one remaining question because this is what it's always going to be. How much blame should LeBron James shoulder for losing the NBA Finals? Certainly the last minute of tonight, not his finest hour. Passing to Kyle Korver. With the game on the line, you really want LeBron or Kyrie Irving taking that shot. But they were up two. Not the best decision. Not what I would have wanted, but they were up two at the time. Then he gets it knocked out of his hands by Andre Iguodala. Doesn't take care of the ball enough. Thinks I'm going to be able to catch and shoot with Iguodala in my face. They're not going to let you shoot that three. Doesn't get the foul call because Iguodala looks like he makes a pretty good defensive play. Looks like he gets all ball. He comes down hard with his left hand, but it, he gets... Pretty much most of the, I didn't see it. it I just didn't see it like come down on LeBron's right arm. His gut. Yeah, it didn't really see, all it comes down. Didn't see look like it was anything with LeBron's arms. The ball, the ball certainly goes down, so you can tell it didn't go up. Because if it had gone up, it would have been you get somebody's arm because physics tells you the ball look would go that. up if that. Look see? at you. I Way paid to attention go, for a day in physics. Look at you. I paid attention for. You've a been day. watching a lot of CSI, haven't you? And what happens is if you hit the player's arm, the ball goes up and then it comes back down. We talked to Chris Broussard earlier this hour. Thanks to him for stopping by. And he said he was surprised that a foul wasn't called because it happened in front of him where he was sitting. I was shocked that in your own house, a superstar of LeBron's magnitude doesn't get that call. I really was. But, you know, again, I didn't see the replay. And from the angle I was at, I couldn't tell if he got fouled. But I just thought he did. With all of this thrown in here, he doesn't get the call, and I don't think he should have because no. clearly it looked like he, he now look. You maybe, can argue he'd maybe there's more an angle I didn't see. Calls yeah. along the way anyway. Maybe there's an angle I didn't see on his left arm a little bit, but certainly it didn't get it on the right. It looked like Iguodala was in there for the ball, gutsy play by Iggy. But when you step back and say, okay, here's the NBA Finals. It will likely end in a sweep on Friday night. While there were times in the past you could blame LeBron James losing to the Mavericks, blowing a 2 nothing lead when he got disinterested many times in that, you could hang that on him. This series, 
can you really hang it on LeBron James? He will wear it because he's LeBron James, and he's the biggest athlete on the planet. He will wear that, and people will say LeBron James failed again. But if you're honest with yourself, you look at the series and go, the Warriors just had too much, and LeBron's supporting cast didn't do anything outside of Kyrie Irving's second half in Game 3, and it still wasn't enough. So I, I don't see how you can say LeBron James failed in the end. It, it's it, Whatever, it's not going to change. Look, again, he was still great tonight. He was 38-12-9, and nine, another near triple-double. Sure. Again, the last minute, not his finest hour. But can you really tell me that this, this is LeBron's got to wear this? This is not – this is – this team – you can blame LeBron the GM – because LeBron, the GM that puts this team together, that's the thing. No, no, but see, LeBron, that's... the player, did not get no, what see, he needed see, from his supporting cast. the problem is it's cast. the same guy. You want to call it Jekyll Hyde. You want to go through all of the, the great movie monsters of history, whatever, that we, we talk about. Whereas we sit here in the Geico studios. He assembled this team. They went out and they changed the structure and the way they wanted to operate this team because they knew this was waiting for them at the end and that they were going to need to match firepower. So LeBron, the GM, he asked for more money. He asked for all these guys to come back. And you know what? They signed the checks. They signed the (laughs) checks. These are the guys he wanted, and they assembled their team. So, yeah, he's got to wear it. If they can't rise up because they, they were buffaloed into thinking they were great after beating up a bad Eastern Conference and waltzing, as Tom Looney would say, tiptoeing through the tulips of the Eastern Conference playoffs, then, then that's fine. Defensively, they've struggled all year long. I still say I would have liked to see in a series with Andrew Bogut at least clogging the middle for four minutes here and there so you didn't have a layup fest early on. Tonight, the Warriors assisted on 29 of 40 made baskets. 29 of 40. Ball movement, getting it done. And, oh, yeah, they hit big shots down the stretch. Your team shot 26%. Other than the big two, ball should have never been in anybody else's hands. Now, dating can be difficult. So if you're not using match, you are missing out. Look, the NBA Finals, it's threes if the series is over. Start dating on match. Start searching, connecting for free today at match.com. That's match.com, match.com, M-A-T-C-H dot com. Tristan Thompson could be single after tonight. And if you're a Cavaliers fan, you're saying, dump Chloe. Eight points in the NBA Finals, and you almost murdered LeBron in the first half. She is crushing us right now. The Chloe curse. Wow, it's a backwards K. You will hear from LeBron James coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, final hour of the show, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, what do you mean, yay? Why are you yaying for the final hour? Yay! You should want to work four more hours, Alex Teichert. I did my best, but I can't speak for we. Wow. Ice up, son. All right. You know what? You are No the, days off. You are the Kyle Corver of this show tonight. That's who you are. <laughs> no, wow. you're the collective shooting 26.4% that I'm not passing <laughs> the ball to. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. You'll hear from LeBron James coming up in a couple of minutes, meeting the media following the 118-113 loss to the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant with a three in the final minute to give the Warriors the lead. LeBron James, two plays that were not his finest hour in the final minute that contributed to the loss. We spent a lot of time talking about 
the ball getting knocked out of his hands by Andre Iguodala with 10 seconds left to go. Down three. LeBron catches the ball looking for a three. I don't know if he brain cramped or whatever, but he thought he thought he had more room, and he didn't. Iguodala came in, knocked the ball out of his hands. It goes out off of LeBron. LeBron could have gotten a foul call there, but it looked like it was a pretty good non-call. Iguodala made a great defensive play. The play that's getting more attention in addition to this is LeBron dishing to Kyle Korver with 52 seconds left in the game. The Cavaliers have the ball, and they have a two-point lead. LeBron dribbles into the lane, guarded by Draymond Green. Kevin Durant is the help defender on the play, so Durant's going to slide in if LeBron continues to go to the hoop. LeBron kind of draws Durant in a little bit, kicks it out to Kyle Korver. Korver misses a three. Warriors get the rebound. Durant goes down and hits the three that gives the Warriors the lead. For everybody who says, oh, Kyle Korver's got to make this shot. Kyle Korver's got to make this. That's why Kyle Korver's in the league. It's Kyle Korver. Two things to tell you, just real, really quickly. As much as you can't blame LeBron, he's played superhuman in the first three games of the series, but it's clear his supporting cast is not good enough. This is game three of the NBA Finals. It's the final bleeping minute of the game. And you're saying, Kyle Korver, take the shot? You're okay with it? For everybody's, oh, you know, LeBron. Kyle Korver, take the shot. Let's be real now. Let's be real. Kyle Korver taking a three-pointer. That's the shot. That's what you want. In fifth, the biggest shot of the season for you, you want Kyle Korver. Because here were your choices. Kyle Korver for three or LeBron on a fadeaway in front of Draymond and Kevin Durant. Oh, by the way, a fadeaway that maybe draws contact. It's not that LeBron was bottled up. LeBron drove to the hoop, and he's not Michael Jordan. He's a guy that will look to facilitate and pass. It's what makes LeBron James LeBron James. Okay? But in that moment, right there, what would you rather have? Let's be honest. Kyle Korver shooting a three from the corner, or would you rather have LeBron James shooting a fadeaway where, because that's what it would have been. It would have been LeBron to the side. Durant would have would have slid down a little bit more. Maybe LeBron goes up looking for contact and goes to the free throw line, or he shoots a fadeaway. I think 100 times out of 100 and 50 times on Sunday, I'd rather have LeBron James shooting a fadeaway than Kyle Korver for three in the See, corner. See, you've come in to my side. I mean, really? Yes. Well, we, we've said that about, look. And we've watched it a, a bunch of times. And I understand people saying, oh, Kyle Korver is the in, in this top-ranked, Three-point shooting of all time. And, yes, Michael Jordan did find Steve Kerr and John Paxson. You know what? They were shooting better. They didn't take as many shots, but they had their moments, and that was their role. And it's also not Michael Jordan going to the rack against the defenders with the body and the the brute strength that we, we've seen LeBron James. That what, what have we talked about the last couple of games in this series is him going up and through two defenders to get to the hole. Here's another opportunity to do that. I get it. You make the pass, and potentially there's the dagger. But given the way this game has gone, given the way the first two games in this series went and how you scratched and you clawed, and the two minutes you sat down, they were minus double digits. I think it's either minus 10 or minus 12 from the time he checked out for that very brief rest period. you got to finish the job. you got to finish the job. you got to go to the hole. If it's a fadeaway, fine, but I'm, I'm going at Draymond Green. He's been aggressive. 
and he's got fouls called against him. Here, I've and got he had to, five. I've got, and I've got to do it again. I've got to get him. He's out. not getting thrown out of the game. He's got five. He he would have backed up. Maybe he goes up. So here's your worst case scenario: you go up, you get fouled, you're going to the free throw line, up to and Draymond Green is out of the game. I mean, that's really that's where you're at right now. That's where you're. At. I mean, look, it's it, look to blame LeBron James because of how he's played is if he had gotten anything more than a second half out of Kyrie Irving for the last twelve quarters, I would say okay. But he's been the only one. He's been the only one for three full games. But this play, this goes on him. Because that when you talk about the biggest shot of the season, you want Kyle Corbett, really? You don't want LeBron taking that? You don't want him that? That's where I, I LeBron has to realize, this is when I turn into Michael Jordan. This is when I turn into Kobe. You know, if I'm not giving it to Kyrie Irving, I'm taking the shot. If it was a pass to Kyrie, okay, I get it, because Kyrie was 39, he was unconscious, and he's been, he was finishing all game. I get it, but really? I know Kyle Korver's man. I know he's a three-pointer, but, I mean, come on. This is the moment, and this is your moment in terms of all that legacy talk, whatever. As much as you may want to dismiss it, it's, it's very real. And in that moment, LeBron, the facilitator, came back, mm. and it, it cost him. You know, I told you, down the stretch, when you're looking at he had a fadeaway that he missed, but the Cavaliers' final 309 after the three-pointer from J.R. Smith, 0 for 7, and then a, the block shot. So we'll we'll call it 0 for 8. That's mm. it. That's that's where you're at as a team. So you've got to finish. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. So what did LeBron have to say? Sitting down at the podium moments ago, here's his post-game press conference. There was a lot of eyes in it, which is what happens after a loss. Remember, kids. When you win, it's we. When you lose, it's I. Here's LeBron. What's the message that you communicate to your team right now uh, in what looks like a pretty perilous situation? Um, well, we didn't have any, not many words after the game, so you know, I'll figure it out within the next 48 hours. Um, obviously, it's uh, a dramatic situation to be in, um, but it is what it is, and we got to get ready for game four, so. We're going to come in tomorrow. We're going to watch some film, see ways we can get better, and uh, you know, just try to take it one game at a time. Dave, back right. LeBron, Dave McMenamin, ESPN. You guys are up six with 3.09 to go. What stands out to you in the remaining three minutes after that? Uh, they made some shots, and we didn't. I mean, we had some really good looks. We had some really good looks. I had a turnaround jumper and a post fadeaway. And I make my ton didn't go in. Kyle had a Corner three, really good look right in front of their bench, didn't go in. Um, you know, and they came down and, you know, Steph, uh, you know, one kind of ricocheted off the backboard. He got a tip in. Um, you know, KD got a pull up on Tristan, and then he shoots a, a bomb, you know, in transition. You know, so it's a miss or make lead. We make a couple, they miss a couple, and it's the other way around, but it didn't happen that way. Robert over here. Uh, Robert Lattell, Black Sports Online. Um, last year, you guys did something that was never done before in the NBA Finals, you know, coming back from 3-1. Now you have an opportunity to do that again. Does that give you some confidence, give the team some confidence that, hey, it was something last year they, they, they thought was impossible? Um, now, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to be like, this is impossible. Well, of course. But, um, you know, for me personally, I don't, I don't get involved in what people talk about. It's not – I've been out of that department. I told you guys this for a long time now, so um, – you know, mentally, you know, me personally, I got to go home, start my treatment right now, uh, get my mind focused, get my body focused, and get my body ready for game four. And, and then we take it one possession at a time. Mark on the left side. 
Mark Schwartz, ESPN. LeBron, Steve Kerr was saying after the game that he felt, he kept telling his team, Kyrie and LeBron will get tired. They can't play one-on-one for 45 minutes. Was fatigue, in your mind, a factor in the late-game execution? Uh, no, we missed shots. We missed shots. I mean, I gave everything that I had. So, I mean, at times throughout the game, I was tired. Um, you know, but that's just because I was just playing as hard as I could. But I was able to get second and third and fourth wins. I don't, you know, I don't contribute us losing this game because we got tired. You know, like I said, we missed some shots, um, and they made some. And also, can you talk about your mindset when Kevin came up the court with about 40 seconds left to go, and he paused at the three-point line when you were defending him? Uh, what do you mean, my mindset? Well, what were you What were you looking to do in, in that situation, and what were you thinking he was going to do? Uh, well, I seen him getting ready to pull up. Um, you know, he uses a he uses a rhythm dribble to uh, to get a good look, and you know, when KD shoots, he he falls forward. And you know, I wanted to get a contest. The last thing I wanted to do was follow a jump shooter. Um, so I wanted to jump and contest it, but I know he when he shoots, he kind of leans forward a little bit. So I just stayed there, high hands, contested, and he made it. All right, so there's LeBron James following the defeat in Game 3 to the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, he talks about the KD3, and obviously you watch the replay, he's right, because Kevin Durant shoots and does fall forward, because that's exactly what happens on there. The final minute, for LeBron James, it was, you have to feel like I am just going to relive the same criticism and the same failures over and over again. As good as I am, and as good as what I've done, and I'll tell you what I've done. I'll tell you when I'm averaging a triple double in the NBA Finals, like he has. All the good things, it's never enough. And when I don't win the game with something incredibly good, that normally just gets me a oh hey, well you're supposed to do that. I get killed for it. I pass to Kyle Korver, I get killed. I don't get close enough on Kevin Durant, I get killed. And look, did you really think Kevin Durant was going to shoot a three right there? Nobody did. Everybody was back, back, back. Kevin Kevin Durant knew. Durant knew. I'm coming up. 45 seconds left. You're figuring this is a Golden State possession. They're going to work it in. They're going to make sure they get they get a tie for this game, get a good shot. The entire defense was flat-footed, so it's not just LeBron. It, no matter what he does, you have to feel that way. And it, I just can't believe that this is still happening to him. It's still happening. What he's on the hook for, he's on the hook for. As we talked about, you got to real. okay, what's the best play? Pass McCall Corver or shooting. But it just keeps, it's, he keeps reliving. It's Groundhog Day over and over again for him. I mean, does that make Kevin Durant Ned Ryerson? I mean, I, I don't know. Does that it or not? It. There you have it. Heavy is the head that wears the crown you know, for a guy that calls himself king. Mm. Unfortunately, with the... The, or we can go Spider-Man, whichever you want to do. Shakespeare or Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Power, responsibility, all that stuff. I like Spider-Man that's, better. That's, I, just, look, that's just the way it works. I took a lot of Shakespeare in college. I did, too. Yeah. Unfortunately. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. oh you know, I should talk I can't say I remember then. a lot of that. I took by the throat the circumcised dog, and I smote him thus. That's, that's pretty the, good. That's Othello. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, nicely done. <laughs> I don't know what circumcised dogs have to do with this, but... It's a final. A dog gets <laughs> circumcised so it can't have babies. And the- Which means they're not getting a win. Is that Twi- what you're saying? They're not going to be able to produce a win out of this? <laughs> Twitter and about a fresca, Scooby-Doo. Not circumcised. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Steph and KD coming up in about 15 minutes. But coming up next...
we have to talk about what Steph Curry allegedly did following Kevin Durant's three that gave the Warriors the lead in the final minute. Because it only looks like one thing. What is it? Find out next. Fox. Cavs are down three zip. There's no hope. LeBron can't finish at the end. Durant hits a three. Velma has knee socks. Daphne was always the hot one. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. If you miss any of the show, you got to listen to the podcast. Why are we doing Scooby-Doo? Trust me. Right after the show is over, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Download it. Listen whatever part you want to. Rate us. Give us five stars. You'll love us forever. Jason, Mike Harmon. In the Geico Studios where there is great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This next few minutes, before we get to KD and Steph at the podium, is very Twin Peaks-esque because it's these things all fit together in a very weird way that may seem like they don't make sense, but they do fit together. That's kind of what's going on. But here. I think Alex Tyshirt knows that there's a certain football player that can tie it all together with one particular phrase as to what we're about to hear. Really? Yeah. All I right. think he knows exactly what that is. All right, let's hear it. I'm very, very excited uh, about it. Gee. Well, Tim would be excited about it. He would this. be excited about it. All I was, right. I, was, I should have set it up as a cornerback, and that way it, it becomes a poop fest. This is going <laughs> to start with deleted tweets that gets into another deleted tweet that gets into poop that gets into poop again. All right? But follow me on this. What is this, Inception? This is it's where, where the coin is spinning. The coin is spinning. Can this spinning be the first episode of some cartoon we right. produce? <laughs> so, Warriors beat the Cavs tonight, 118-113. Following the game, J.R. Smith, yes. who had a pretty good night, tweets out Cavs in seven, which I kind of dug because it shows confidence. And he gets the math right because well, it's got to be Cavs and seven. Well, and he's J.R. Smith. If he had said so Cavs anything, J.R. Smith does. We've celebrated it here on the show. If he had said Cavs and five, I, okay, it really doesn't work. But he put it out there. He got thirty nine thousand retweets in nine minutes, and then he deleted it off uh, his account. You know. Oh, we can't win this here. Who am I kidding, man? I don't. I want people to know they're getting the real J.R. Smith. I can't. I can't tweet out something that people don't think is going to actually happen. So he deletes that tweet. That's the first deleted tweet. That may be only the second best deleted tweet of the night because Tony Dungy yeah. put out a tweet that he quickly deleted that said this. And this is the Tony Dungy. This is yeah. NFL Blue NBC. Checkmark. Sure. That Tony Dungy. As hot as the Cavs were, they could only get 19 points in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get the one big S word when they needed it. See, I thought you were going to go game show and say, the one big blank. The one big shh when they needed it. Poop fest. This is what Tony Dungy tweeted out. Obviously, he meant to write the one big shot when they needed it. You think so? Hit the wrong button on the I don't know. Phone. I think it's funnier that way. Oh, of course it's funnier that way. And this would really change, change the opinion of Tony Dungy. I think he should wear this one. Just say, hey. <laughs> This is how we speak. But here, the I is right next to the O, and it's Tony Dungy. So I'm going to give Tony Dungy the benefit of the doubt on that. I thought it was, a change, in the, oh, I thought it was a change in brand that we were 
going off on a tangent. I liked it. I mean, this is where, you know, autocorrect could have saved you. Nope, nope, going to let you put out the S word. Either that or you type that all the time, and that's what it's autocorrecting to. How about I that? I don't get it. TJ, the Cavaliers couldn't get the one big blank when they needed it. Uh, maybe. Maybe he is typing the S word all the time, and so it defaults to that. It's possible. It could be. So Tony Dungy puts out a new tweet in which he says, as hot as the Cavs were, they could only get 19 points in the fourth quarter. They couldn't come up in the clutch. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure I get away from anything that could be Well, you got to change that altogether. That's right. right. So here we are. We've gone from deleted tweet mm-hmm. to a deleted tweet yeah. that's about poop. There you go. We have, So now, but speaking of that. Oh, wait, there's more. This gets us to... Kevin Durant's three that gave the Warriors the lead in the final minute. Do we have Kevin Durant's three? Alex Teicher, we can hear it. This is the three following LeBron James, passing to Kyle Korver. Korver misses the three. Warriors get the rebound. KD goes down with the ball, hits the three, and that's the lead they never relinquished. Here's how it sounded. Pass the corner, Corver. Corver for three. He missed it. Durant's got the rebound. 50 seconds to go for the Warriors. They're down by two. Durant up the left side. Calls his own number down, and he hit a three. Durant hit a three. The Warriors lead by one. 114-113 with 42 seconds to go. Warriors Radio Network on the call. Now, it was Traymond Green on Twitter, yeah. right? That was the guy's yeah. handle. Tra- not Draymond Green. Draymond oh, he's got Green, a nice image guy. of Draymond. Don't yeah, well, when you're gonna, I'm going to name my Twitter handle after Draymond Green. And, he's, and he tweets out video of Kevin Durant hitting the final three. And he tweets out, did anybody notice Steph Curry taking a blank on the Cavs floor after Kevin Durant made that three? So you watch Steph Curry following Durant's three. And he's, even with the free throw line, a little bit to the left elbow. And Curry stops, spreads his legs, and squats down in a pooping-type position. Yeah. Poop fest. Maybe it's a sumo wrestler thing. Maybe he was stretching his back. But it certainly looks like I'm going to poop on you, like he's Triumph, the insult comic dog. That's a good shot for me to poop on. I'm going to blank on your home court. That's really... Hey, LeBron, why did you pass to Kyle Korver? He is awful in the corner. That was a good enough shot for me to poop on. Poop again! I make this place my home. I'm marking my territory. I mean, there's lots of ways to interpret it. Hopefully it was asked in the post-game press conference. J.R. Smith, you never met the shot you didn't like. Why did you delete that tweet? You should delete your career for me to poop on. You know, he was one of the guys GM LeBron said he needed back to defend this land <laughs> or the land. You're really, you're really enjoying this way too much. I, you're well, going to rush home and you're going to wake your eight-year-old daughter. You're going to say, hey, hey, Zoe, like it. Watch Steph Curry go poop on the floor for me to poop on. I never understood that bit. Oh, Triumph was very funny. Oh, no. Triumph I, was very, very funny. I, I always changed the channel. Oh, of course, well, I never did. really quite got the humor of Conan O'Brien as a whole. I, st- I still watch the, uh, uh, the when, when Triumph went to uh, the Phantom Menace premiere, and he was interviewing people all in line. He's back in 97, Phantom Menace is out. It's the biggest thing in the world. And he's interviewing all these people dressed up as Star Wars characters. 
So he's, he, he finds one guy. He's dressed up as like a stormtrooper. And the guy says, I don't know. You know, if you know anything, don't give us any spoilers here. Triumph says, here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> Please give Robert Spiegel some... Uh, you know, TV Funhouse and everything. Give him a little bit of credit, not just, you know, it's Triumph. Guy dressed up as Darth Vader, and he says, what, what does this button do? And the Darth Vader voice guy says, this button helps me to breathe. And then he goes, and which of these buttons calls your parents to come pick you up? <laughs> you got to watch more Triumph. No. I'm good. Thanks. I've they gone this far. Quick in Lone's Arena for me to poop on. Made it his own. That's for sure. Uh-uh. Steph Curry. With a little help from his friends. 13 rebounds for him tonight. Kevin Durant, the shot in LeBron's face. And as much as we've watched it repeatedly, eh, a little lackluster effort there. You had a six-point lead with 3.09 left. You couldn't hit another shot. 0 for 8, including the block shot. And that's a final. A lackluster effort for me to poop on. Coming up in a minute, you'll be here from KD and Steph. <laughs> this arm extension with this pen. KD and Steph on the way in a minute. But first, here is what's trending for Tom Looney to tell you. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon in the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Warriors up three games to none following their 118-113 victory over the Cavaliers on Wednesday night. LeBron James, two costly misplays, plays in the final minute of regulation. Kevin Durant with a three-pointer to give the Warriors the lead. They go on to win by five, and now it's all over but for me. It's all over but one more game in the NBA Finals. And before we get to KD and On Friday Steph, night, buddy. I know, Friday night at 9. The NBA Finals is going to end Friday night at midnight. The NBA is going to go, well, that's craptastic. That's exactly the NBA. Where will Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball end up? Join us. Oh, no, they'll bring him to the game. They'll be like at halftime with a shooting contest or something. Hey, we're all excited, everybody. And now we've mic'd up Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. Just what the NBA wanted, ending on Friday night at midnight. But you do realize I picked the Warriors in a sweep before the series started, buddy. I mean, I haven't said that out loud enough, so I want to make sure that I, I remind people of that. Remind I think people. I may have heard that. Did you? Okay, um, good. 3,700 times? Because I, I picked him in a sweep, you know. I mean, that was before the series. and that you know, it's, We're going to do a montage of all the things that didn't quite come to fruition. It's going to be a montage of heck. In terms of the uh, pr- <laughs> production of this show, we're going to have to pay T-shirt overtime. Here's another prediction. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, but what did Kevin Durant, Steph Curry have to say on the podium following the game? Maybe we get the question about what Steph Curry pooped on, but maybe we don't. Let's listen right now. All of us together. I'm very, very excited about Tim, it. Yes, you can listen too, Tim. Just don't interrupt. Tim Kawakami, Mercury News, behind people here. Uh, Kevin, obviously a whole bunch of things happened there in the fourth quarter, but uh, you take the three over LeBron uh, to put your, put your head for the first time there. What was how that developed? Was that just a matter of you, you were going to tie the basket, or it was there you to take the shot? You answered the, your own question. Uh, <laughs> I don't like when I do that. <laughs> I just tried to. Uh, we first off, it's a great stop. Uh, who got that stop? I want to say Clay, maybe somebody got the stop, and that always starts on the defensive side with us. And we know uh, 
you know, if we get off the board and push, we're a dangerous team. And I seen them, I seen them back it up. And you know, I just wanted to take that shot. You know, and also it was a good time. I mean, it was only it was 45 seconds to go. We were down two. You know, if I missed, we could have got another stop. But um, glad I was able to knock that down. I just tried to stay disciplined in my shot, hold my follow through, and uh, it went in. So, but more importantly, we got two stops after that. So uh, we got to build on that. But we got to be better at game four. And, and for Steph, just what was the emotion of all that, that whole run, that entire time? Just say, you know, from the last half of that quarter, what were you talking to each other about? What was the feeling like? Yeah, we were talking. We got to love the situation. I mean, um, on the road, had, didn't play our best game, but had a chance to get a couple stops and kind of rectify the situation down the stretch. And um, we had a ton of energy and belief in each other. Um, on both ends of the floor down the stretch. So that was that was a great feeling to kind of overcome their run, the crowd's energy, um, and just find a way to win. You know, having a close game down the stretch, uh, honestly, it's been, a, it's been a while, and that was a great feeling to kind of just overcome, stick to it, and just find a way to win. Chris? Chris Haynes, ESPN. Steph, I believe you said something along the lines of um, – um, this might have been the best, the biggest win during this three-year run that you guys have been on. Would you explain, elaborate why? Why is that? I mean, obviously we're in the moment, and that's that, this 48 minutes is right in front of us, the only goal we had in mind. And just the way that the game went, it was back and forth. It was high intensity. We know our terrible record in game threes on the road um, in the playoffs historically, and especially in this building, we've never played well, and, this is uh, you know, all the talk that we had going into it, just you know, not getting complacent, find a way to have energy, try to play you know, a, a smart game, which there's some things we can even you know, do better and clean up. Um, just all, that, all those variables going into tonight and the way that uh, you know, they played pretty much the whole game, to find a way to win was um, just an amazing accomplishment and set us up for uh, you know, hopefully a, a great night Friday where we can, can back it up. So. Um, yeah, all those things. It's just just a, a, a great, you know, mo- momentum swing kind of win. Mike on the left side. Yeah, Mike Wise, uh, ESPN's the undefeated. Uh, for both you guys, um, LeBron just came in here and said that he probably hasn't faced a team with the firepower of you guys in the finals or even in the playoffs for that matter. And so I guess I'd just be asking your one game before becoming possibly the first team in league history to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs one is that part of the goal and uh two do you even care uh, oh, i'm sorry I mean, it is now because you know we took care of tonight that's it's not in terms of like 16 and 0 really just of what that means historically it's just that's what's in front of us and we obviously know you know how hard it is to win a championship what all goes into it and how important each game is. And now that you, you know, can look ahead to Friday, you know, all our focus is on that. And just we always say we just want 16 wins. It doesn't matter how we get there. But now that we're in this situation, why not take care of business um, and finish finish the job? So we have to you – know, we got to play better. But just thinking about what's next, and that's the goal in front of us is uh, winning that 16 game. It doesn't really matter what, you know, how we got there. All right, so there's KD and Steph Curry following the victory. And what do you expect from the Warriors? We've got to be better in game four. We've got to do all of this. It's a closeout game. It's all of these things. 
at this point, if you're the Warriors, the only thing you have to watch out for is the first five minutes of Game 4. Because this is going to tell you exactly what kind of effort you're going to get from the Cavaliers on Friday night. If they come out like gang buses, LeBron James up and down the floor and he's dunking, it's okay. We got to buckle in. But I'm expecting a first half where that would end very quickly and it's going to be the Warriors and it's going to be a game where they just gradually romp past Cleveland and I, 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 maybe another 20, 25-point victory for Golden State. No, I'm, I'm looking for the absolute burial here. Blood's in the water. You know, we keep seeing the... The ads for that new shark movie, it's only appropriate because someone chummed the waters and it's time to finish things off. LeBron James, you saw the struggles in that final minute and just overall in fourth quarters. He's playing 40-plus minutes a night. This is the team he constructed. They're done. They're cashed cashed in all their chips. This was as good an effort as they're going to be able to get. The Warriors struggled early, a lot of turnovers, 18 for the game. And when we look at some of the open shots, even missed, they shot pretty well from the outside overall when you look at it, 48.5% from three-point range. And that was on missing open looks. They were still getting getting their opportunities. So I think game four is a burial. I don't even know if they show up. Mm. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen from the Geico Studios. Get in on Twitter. At How About a Fresca. We have two things coming up next. Number one, a play of the night I would really like you to listen to. And J.R. Smith talks his Cavs in seven tweet that got deleted after he put it up following the game that got 39,000 retweets in 10 minutes. Wait till you hear what J.R. Smith has to say about that tweet. Next on Fox. Oh, Fox Sports Radio. Great news if you're a Warriors fan. Well, there's great news for everybody. And if you're a Cavs fan, you need great news right now. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. And right now, Warriors fans are getting ready to do this, thinking about that big win. Listen, baby, while we're going at it tonight, I'm not going to be thinking of you I'm going to be thinking of Kevin Durant's three over and over and over and over again. And if I scream out, Durant for three, it's all cool, right? All right. Let's get busy. Making it rain from three-point land. (laughs) Showering Um, in threes. Before before we get to a, a, a special play of the night, I'd like you guys to listen to. Uh, We now have an answer from J.R. Smith regarding the deleted Cavs and 7 tweet, which is what J.R. Smith tweeted out five minutes after the game was over. J.R. Smith tweeted out after losing tonight, 118-113, Cavs and 7. In the nine minutes when we talked about this, it got retweeted 40,000 times. It became a very big deal. Then about 15 minutes afterwards, it got deleted. Now, Frostburg doesn't know. Because we're going to do a little thing right here. What J.R. Smith was asked about the tweet following the game. What do you think he said? Please tell me he said LeBron did it. <laughs> LeBron took my phone, broke it in half, and then crushed it under his shoe. I mean, in our business, I'm dying for that to be the case. 
Because that's like in all the TV shows. For some reason, everybody has a flip phone. So when they want to show someone breaking it, it's easy because you can't break an yeah, iPhone. Yeah, he borrowed Tristan Thompson's cowboy boots that he was wearing to a rodeo tonight and just smashed his phone. And listen, Tristan, zero points again. Chloe is killing us. Break up with her. You almost knocked me out and murdered me in the second quarter. The Kardashian curse, Chloe, it's real. It's killing Tristan Thompson, and it almost killed LeBron James tonight. Watch out for that. Zero eight zero. Yeah, I think at this point, LeBron would rather have him date his mom. <laughs> oh! Great googly moogly. Hey, but as you, you know. That's as, off the top rope. If the pattern continues, Tristan Thompson will get eight in game four. Zero he's eight go- zero. Well, he's going to be playing a lot of. <laughs> A lot of minutes <laughs> as this one gets out of hand. But maybe this is a new type of binary code, right? Zero, zeros and ones. It's now zeros and eights. <laughs> He's creating his own language. But J.R. Smith was asked, and Cleveland.com has the story, hey, dude, what was up with your Cavs and Seven tweet? And then it got deleted. He said he was hacked. I got out of the shower and my phone was buzzing. I did not tweet that. I'm smarter than that. When he was told the tweet was being used as inspiration, he said, really? I do believe that we can win, but I didn't tweet that. I would be much smarter than to tweet that at literally 12.04 right after the game. The tweet is still deleted, but it lives forever on the internet. J.R. Smith says, I got hacked. Really wish you'd come up with something more creative. Well, that's an you easy thing. It! Somebody was giving us some so, inspiration. God, do you believe him? Do you believe J.R. Smith? No. Do you believe him? Frostburg, you believe J.R. Smith that he got hacked? J.R. would never lie to us. <laughs> but the thing is, how many times has J.R. Smith probably told the officials, I got hacked, man. Where's my Falco? I got hacked on that three. I point. got hacked. So maybe it was just something that was instinct for him. Hey, J.R., did you? I got hacked. Oh, oh okay. You got hacked. All right. There you go. I'm getting it, getting it. So I would have been the reporter to say, so JR, is this the first time you ever said that that uh, uh, you got hacked after the game? That's when it's, is that, is, okay? Is that you? And want some, just points of clarification. We just want to make sure we've got it right for the record. <laughs> hey, why'd you guys give up that six-point lead and get outscored 11 nothing in the final 309? I'll take your answer off air. JR Smith said, I got hacked. How awesome would it be, though? Is Tony it, Dungy going to say that? <laughs> Well, Tony Dungy just typed an I instead of an O when it no, came to shock. I think he was going to be a shock jock. I think he was trying to get some ratings. I think LeBron did it just because. He says, well, I can't do it, but if I have JR do it, that'll be pretty cool. Nice. Hey, LeBron, put my phone down. No, I'm all good. No, LeBron I did a lot right of eyes. He wasn't going <laughs> to include his teammates if he could help it. Play of the night comes to us courtesy of the NBA Finals. It's a play of the night I wish we didn't have to bring to you. Before the game began tonight, there was a very special moment of silence as you hear the Cleveland Cavaliers PA announcer explain why. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the entire NBA family are deeply saddened by the sudden passing of longtime league executive Todd Harris. As vice president of broadcasting, Todd was instrumental in a variety of capacities across the NBA and WNBA. Respected and well-liked by all who knew him, Todd will be greatly missed. We now ask you to please join us in a moment of silence to honor Todd Harris. Todd Harris was a very big deal with the NBA. You don't do moments of silence for someone, just anybody. He was 47. Todd Harris and I did the morning show at Z89 in Syracuse for two years. 
I was the host. He did sports. We were up every day at 5 o'clock in the morning in colleges as sophomores and juniors where we'd much rather be sleeping. But we loved our careers and loved doing it, and we went in, and there's something there's something that passes between people when you walk in and you see people dedicated at 5 o'clock in the morning who are coming in getting ready. And he was always in before I was. He was always in, had his sports updates ready to go, typed up ready. I'm bleary-eyed coming in at 5 o'clock in the morning going, yeah, just give me a second. I'll just, yeah, oh, my God, my head is pounding. And I'm stunned. And, and it's been this blanket over me tonight doing the show. All my best thoughts out to his, him, his family, the NBA. It's stunning. Nicest guy in the world. Nicest guy. The last time I saw him was a few years ago before a Rockets playoff game. Uh, doing stuff for the league, and he was dribbling a basketball. We were on the court before the game, and and or at the shoot around that day. And he comes up and he goes, "JS Jason Smith," and he gives me a big hug. And I go, "TH Todd Harris," because we had nickname. We did that bit nickname. It, it's a yeah. It's all the way back in history. But I knew right away when he hugged me. I could tell he had this big voice. He was a huge, tall guy. He was six three, six four, and I I I can't believe it. I I liked I like knowing that everybody that's succeeding in the world is in the world and. It's a sad day that he is not in it because he was one of the good guys, and I was so proud of him and his career and what he was able to accomplish. And even though you know after college and and you move away and you don't you know stay in contact with people, I mean every day for two plus years, you know we worked together. And then I'm I'm glad I got to see him. Then even though that was over ten years ago, uh, Todd was 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 a really good guy. Like I said, one of the good ones in the business. And I'm glad for all the success he had. Now, one of the big moments, and obviously we watch a lot of NBA here in the Geico Studios and getting through uh, what will probably be the end of the season on Friday, but his role, Todd Harris, in the development of the league, the WNBA, a lot of the behind-the-scenes work for the last 20 years, just helping to build this game and make it what it was. And you see the outpouring of emotion. We mentioned it a little bit earlier that, you know, when you see all the heavyweights in our industry and across the league coming out and talking about what he meant, you know, you hope to have just a, a, a smidge of that in your passing that your family gets to see that kind of love. Todd Harris, 47 years old. TH, rest in peace. The Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio. Very special play of the night. Brought to you by Geico, my buddy Ben Maller. Coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.